Hey there, it's Ariel Hawani, one-third of the fastest-growing show in combat sports. I'm Chuck Mendenhall. And I'm P.T. Carroll, and together we are 3 Puck. Join us on the Spotify Live app after every UFC pay-per-view and become a part of the best community in mixed martial arts. Or, if you can't make it, check out the Ringer MMA Show podcast exclusively on Spotify. See you then. Love yous. It's the Ringer Gambling Show, presented by FanDuel. The road to the NBA Finals starts now, and FanDuel is the best place to get in on the action. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Quick Bets, which are back, and better than ever for the NBA playoffs on FanDuel. Find what you're looking for faster and easier with more props right at your fingertips. You can check out live bets like 3-Minute Markets and exclusive live bets like quarter player props, player assist combos, and more. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 plus, 18 plus, and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 100-GAMBLER. Visit rg-help.com. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. Welcome in. It's Ring of Gambling. We got the triple threat. We got Raheem Palmer, who has been a man of many talents with the Ringer. We welcome Austin Gale, who's been a stud for years at Pro Football Focus. He's a part of the Ringer team. You know my voice. It's as New York as it gets. You don't like it. Screw you. John Jastrzemski rocking and rolling. <laughs> Fellas, I'm excited for the football season. Let's do this. Raheem, Austin, how you guys doing? Absolutely fantastic. Excited to get on this feed. Excited to talk about the NFL. We're getting closer. The July, June, July is the hardest time of the year for me. No football, but now we are getting closer. Ready to talk some futures. I can tell you, I'm excited. I'm excited right now. I mean, look, I mean, NBA is over. I had a dominant summer league. Um, Dominant summer league. Just the idea of that is as degenerate as it gets, Raheem. I fucking love it. (laughs) Degenerate summer league. Hey, wins are wins, baby. Wins are wins. The the, the money isn't any greener from summer league versus any other sport. (laughs) But it's time to get into some NFL because that's where it's at. Well, fellas, to start off this preview series from a wagering perspective, Uh, The geniuses at the ringer thought it would be the perfect time to welcome in and usher in the AFC West as the division that we break down first. And Austin, I don't know if you feel this way. I mean, you look at all four of these teams, all four have a compelling case maybe to go and make the playoffs. They all have a lot of star power. You welcome in Russell Wilson in this division. 
You take away Tyreek Hill from the Kansas City Chiefs. The L.A. Chargers are like the shiny new toy. And Vegas was a playoff team a year ago. I think it's only right, Austin, that for these divisional breakdowns, we start with the big, bad AFC West. No, absolutely. And I think, it, you know, you mentioned that the Los Angeles Chargers are the shiny toy and for good reason. Added Khalil Mack this offseason, J.C. Jackson, and in, specifically in run defense, where they were one of the worst NFL run defenses over the last 10 years in 2021, adding Sebastian Joseph Day and Austin Johnson. It's a team that's going to be much improved with a quarterback entering his third year in the NFL that has obviously been a rocket in terms of NFL fandom and success, but like he's going to continue to get better. There are a lot of long props on Justin Herbert, passing yards, MVP, league leader, and all that stuff. Like You're going to get excited about Justin Herbert this season. He has the receiving core with Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. Adding Zion Johnson to the Boston College interior offensive lineman to that guard spot, I think is going to improve this offense more than people think. Brandon Staley was asked, why did you rank so low in deep pass rate last year? 26th in targeting down the football field in 2021. He said it wasn't the receiving core. It's more that we didn't have the protection up front. Adding a guy like Zion Johnson, I think, is going to help that. There's You have every reason to believe that the Chargers are going to be an improved team in what is admittedly a very good division, but I think there's a lot of reasons to be high on them this upcoming year. Oh, I, I totally agree with that. I mean, look, I mean, to me, I think they're the favorite in this division. I mean, like you you mentioned, Khalil Mack. I mean, look, you got Kyle Van Noy. You got J.C. Jackson. I mean, they improve pretty much everywhere. I mean, you mentioned Sebastian Joseph Day. Austin Johnson is going to fortify that run defense. And then, I mean, look, you got Justin Herbert, who is, I mean, like last year, it just felt like every single fourth down or every single late down, you had to be worried that they were going to convert. So, I mean, look, I think they're going to have a lot better luck than they had last year. I mean, last year they were 26 in fumble recoveries, 22nd in opposing field goal um, percentage and dead last in, in third downs allowed. So I think you improve some of that luck. And I think you're a different, you're a different team. Now, obviously, this team was four, they were four and five in one score games. And you look at teams who do like perform poorly in one score games, they tend to regress towards the mean the following year. Um, so I really like this Chargers team. I mean, honestly, they're my favorite in this division. Well, I'm right there with you, fellas. And I have a rule normally that I'm gonna alert you guys on. Friends normally don't let friends bet the Chargers. And I know you're bringing up a, a <laughs> lot of that stuff for him about the, you know, a lot of bad luck going against him. Well, historically speaking, if we're talking about teams in the NFL that have that quote unquote cursed label to them, the Chargers have that label to them. They find ways to lose games. They find ways to lose close games. All the nerds love them every single year and they find a way to blow up in your face. But guess what, guys? With all of this being said, I'm going against my own rule because I absolutely love the Chargers to win this division. I think they are the class of this division because of a couple of different things. One, the Herbert factor, which is real. Then you think about the way they've gotten better on defense. Jackson, best corner, one of the best corners in the NFL. They bring him in. They get an elite level pass rusher in Khalil Mack, who clearly has something to prove. And Brandon Staley is one of those coaches like, the nerds love them, and I, I actually love them, too, because I love the idea of going for it. I hate kicking. Kicking is for losers. I say it all the time. Now, we had a couple of games last year where it was like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? Like, the the game against the Raiders in Week 18, eh, even me, who likes to go for it like a Madden player who's drinking way too many drinks, even I was like, dude, that's, that, that's a bit much. That's where you should maybe <laughs> take a little bit of a chill pill 
and might have cost himself a chance at the postseason. But I'm looking at the odds right now. And if you look, you could get the Chargers at plus 240 to win this division. Fellas, I think we have a family bet right out of the gate. Austin, can I get you on board? No, absolutely. I think plus 240 for the Los Angeles Chargers to win this division is the bet I'm making. If I'm betting the division winner props, I don't like the Broncos at plus 260. I'm not taking the long shot on the Las Vegas Raiders at plus 700. I think if you're betting a division winner, Chargers make sense. I also like over 10 wins at minus 130 there on FanDuel. You get the push probability without the half number, so it's 10.0. And I think they're a team that the nerds love them. You keep bringing that up. I am a nerd, JJ. I'm coming from PFF. I love Brandon Staley. I love the numbers that you know point to him, you know, really leveraging good process. Like he is a guy that understands the more he leverages going forward on fourth down and those types of things, he's gonna come out of it in the long run. I think the long run finally hits in 2022. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I, I mean, look, I'm I'm not a, I'm not, I'm not only gonna bet the division prop in the, the win total. I'm taking them to win a Super Bowl. At, I at agree with that, Raheem. Good value at plus sixteen to one. And then I, I also think if you're betting this team to look, if you're looking at the MVP historically, you're looking at a quarterback who's going to lead his team to eleven wins. I think this Chargers team can do that. So I think you got to sprinkle something on Justin Herbert at nine to one to win MVP. So I, I think you got to go all in on the Chargers. Eggs in the Charger basket, <laughs> right out of the gate. It's funny how we did not decide out of these four teams who we're going to talk about first. And I can't believe I'm doing this, guys, because everything you said is accurate. Austin and Raheem, Herbert ascending, Staley being new age, getting better on defense. But if the Chargers go to shit, the only thing I'm going to be thinking about is my old adage over the years that friends don't let friends bet the Chargers. So let's hope that we're not putting well, the kibosh on you, this. You know, you know, one thing I will say is that the Chargers have a ton of easy wins. I mean, you got schedule wins against soft the, out of the gate. I was looking at that right here. I mean, it's soft out of yeah, the gate. Yeah, you 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 got win. You got you have games against the Jaguars, the Texans, the Seahawks, the Falcons, and then you have a Week Five matchup against the Browns in Cleveland. Where I no, mean, Deshaun I Watson the, probably. Yeah, I don't expect Deshaun Watson to play. And I mean, look, you're looking at J- Jacoby Brissett versus Herbert. Oh, I mean, like that's that's halfway to the win total already. Okay, fellas, we go from the team that we like to win the division to the team that has been the class of the division. Really, even from before the days of Patrick Mahomes, you had Andy Reid and Alex Smith churning out AFC West. Well, Patrick Mahomes, all he has done is win the AFC West. He goes to the AFC Championship game basically every year. The Chiefs had a very uneven season last year. Everybody was out on them at the beginning of the year. Then they go and they make their push. Then they get into the postseason. A lot of people thought it was a fait accompli they were going to go get to and win a Super Bowl. That does not happen. They choked the second half. I still can't believe for the life of me they yucked up that game against the Cincinnati Bengals. But Austin, here we are. Kansas City loses the great Tyree Kill. He's now playing for my beloved Miami Dolphins. They lose a couple of key pieces on defense. It's Mahomes. It's the Chiefs. They're not going to stink. But I think the idea of making them the front runner in this division is misguided. Would you agree with that assessment? I wouldn't necessarily say it's misguided, right? Like, I like the Chargers to win this division at plus 240. But if I saw Chargers at plus 150, plus 140, I'm not touching it. Like, this team still has Patrick Mahomes. And I think we are buying the dip a little bit if you're long on the Chiefs because he's coming off a career-low PFF grade, career-low average depth of target, career-low passing grade when kept clean. Like, he was not 
as good as we saw from previous years. And a lot of that comes to all of this discussion around two high looks. I think Benjamin Solak here at The Ringer has talked a lot about what NFL defenses did against Patrick Mahomes to limit the explosive plays. And if you limit the explosive plays, you turn Patrick Mahomes into just a superhuman, not the best in class, right? And I think that's where... Teams are going to continue to do that for him. They lose Tyree Kill. 25% of their passing yards and targets over the last four years have gone to Tyree Kill. This offense is going to see a major adjustment with a you know, shifted together receiving core. And Marquez Valdez-Scantling, Juju Smith-Schuster, the rookie out of Western Michigan, Sky Moore. I worry about that newness in the receiving core and this continued zig to the Chiefs zag and more too high looks and those types of things. Will they see, still be a damn good football team? Absolutely, because they have Patrick Mahomes, because they have Andy Reid. If there's a bet to be positive in Kansas City, it's the season-long receiving yards prop on Travis Kelsey. Over 1,100 and a half receiving yards at minus 112 on Fandle. He's cleared that mark in five of the last six seasons, all with Tyreek Hill, right? And that now that he doesn't, he's going to be the leader in target share for this, up, you know, this upcoming season. He led the team in yards after the catch this previous year. I think if he stays healthy for the 17 games or even plays 15-16, you're going to see him clear this mark. I think that's my favorite bet in Kansas City. I don't love the over 10 and a half at minus 115. I don't love them to win the division at plus 155. Raheem, I looked at the schedule for Kansas City the first like seven weeks of the year. Listen to his schedule. At Arizona, hosting the Chargers, at Indianapolis, at the Buccaneers, hosting the Raiders, hosting the Bills, at the Niners, hosting the Titans. That is a gauntlet, dude, for a team that doesn't have Tyreek Hill. All of the changes that Austin just alluded to. Do we wait on Kansas City now and think about them as a team to get in on for the second half of the year, maybe buy low on the division if they start off two and three or something along the lines of that, maybe buy in on a second half win total if our friends at FanDuel are going to give us something along the lines of that. I think Kansas City is not going to come out of the gates guns are blazing here. I don't see it. Not with that schedule, Raheem. I mean, I mean, first things first, when it comes to Arizona, they are going to be playing Arizona without DeAndre Hopkins. So that could be a win. I get that. Um, I get that. Still not an easy game, though. Not an easy game. Definitely not. Definitely not an easy game. But I I do agree with you. I think, look, they have the hardest schedule in the NFL this year. But I, I think one of the things, I mean, before we move on to that, I do think Everybody needs to look at strength of schedule by looking at season win totals. And mm-hmm. when you look at season win totals, the Chiefs do have the hardest schedule in the NFL. So I do agree with you that they're going to struggle out the gate. Now, one thing I will say about Patrick Mahomes, and there's a lot of talk about Tyreek Hill leaving, but Patrick Mahomes has played five games in his career without Tyreek Hill. He has a passer rating of 103. I mean, he's averaging 347 yards per game, eight touch, no, 11 touchdowns. To one interception, 63% completion percentage, and they're four and one in those games. So I'm not expecting a big fall from this offense. Where I'm concerned is the defense. I mean, the pass rush needs some help. It's really just Chris Jones. I mean, obviously, you lose the honey badger, I mean, which is the heart and soul of the secondary. You lose Ward. I think the defense is gonna hold this team back from really doing anything. So, do I do agree with the fact that you probably can buy in on the Chiefs a little later, 
But I don't even know if I even want to buy in on the Chiefs, to be honest. I think with that defense, too, you'll have people arguing as a proponent of this rookie class, right? I think a lot of people fell in love with their draft class in 2022. George Karloftis, the defensive end from Purdue, mm-hmm. expected to help that pass rush. Trent McDuffie, cornerback from Washington. Leo Chanel, linebacker from Wisconsin. Brian Cook, safety. Like They tried to throw the kitchen sink in rookies on that defense, but we know time and time again, if you're bullish on a rookie class to really improve a defense, you're going to come out flat. You know, It's not often that rookies come in and make immediate positive impact. So this defense is still going to be an issue and it's going to be a learning process through that gauntlet of a schedule how to get this receiving core working is Marquez Valdez Scantling really going to be the number one target for um, Patrick Mahomes at the receiver position is Juju going to find what he had in Pittsburgh a few years ago there are going to be some growing pains which we haven't been able to say about this Kansas City team in a while 10 and a half is the win total minus 115 over FanDuel fellas I can't believe I'm saying this I'm not going near it do I think the Chiefs probably ultimately find their way to like 11 wins? Yeah, but I think that struggle out of the gate is concerning. I think the strength of schedule is concerning. And my strategy with the Chiefs is going to be, I'm going to load up on them in November and December when I think they find their footing and they get far more comfortable and they get cooking when it comes to that. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things. But at least I knew they were there just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive, or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side-by-side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. This episode is brought to you by Cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on Cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, View its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. The team I can't figure out, and I honestly don't know if they're going to be a 12-win team or if they're going to be a 7-win team this year. I really, I, I, I could see it going either way. I could Harvey Dent it, boom, flip the coin. And I'm not going to be surprised. It's Denver. Because here's my thing with Denver, Raheem. I love Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. I'm a soccer. I, I yeah. love me some Russell Wilson. Is Russell Wilson going to go to a team that's far more talented and say, hey, guess what? I'm going to be Peyton Manning circa 2012 or 2013. Or is this Russell Wilson at the end of his career? And what we saw last year in Seattle is no fluke. There is a decline. You're in the middle of a decline, and he's going to play in this gauntlet of a division. Where are you on Denver? Are you super bullish, or are you selling, or are you, are you somewhere in between? I think this is a playoff team. I mean, when you look at Russell Wilson last year, obviously he's 33 years old. He he no longer runs the way he used to run. Um, but obviously he had that finger injury last year. I mean, he really struggled with the, a couple games after the finger, finger injury. 6.3 yards per attempt. Throwing just four touchdowns, had 13 sacks. Um, 
on 134 attempts. But once he came back, he got his groove. I mean, he was 7.6 yards per attempt, 11 touchdowns, and he took just seven sacks in his final five games. Now, obviously, that was an easy schedule down the stretch. I mean, you had the Texans, the Bears, the Lions, the Cardinals, and then the Rams. But, I mean, I still think Russell can be Russell. And then you look at all the weapons on this team. I mean, they are stacked. I mean, you got Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, Tim Patrick, K.J. Hamler. You got Javante Williams, Melvin Gordon. That I mean, that's probably one of the best offensive combinations of weapons in the league. I think where they're going to struggle is that this Broncos defense isn't the Broncos defense that we saw of old. And obviously, not the Von Miller, uh, you know, Derek Wolf championship defense from yesteryear of 2015, which is hard to believe. It's almost 10 years ago, by the way. I mean, that means I'm just getting old. Just throwing that out there. Yeah. And then you lose Vic Fangio. So I expect the, the, the defense to take a step back. So it really is where Russ is going to carry. It. And then you got a rookie head coach. So that's that's a little bit of my concern. But I do think they're a playoff team. I think you can bet them to win the playoffs. I don't know if I necessarily want to bet their win total. Ten and a half is high in this division. But I think they do make the playoffs. It's one of the hardest teams to evaluate in terms of their long-term prospects this year because there is a lot of newness, right? First-year head coach in Nathaniel Hackett. First-year defensive coordinator, Nihero Vero, who's taking over for Vic Fangio, one of the best defensive minds the NFL has ever seen. And this was already a defense that struggled to create pass rush. 26th in pressure rate this past year with an injured Bradley Chubb, and they're expecting him to be a big player this year. Nick Benito, second-round pick out of Oklahoma, is expected to help that pressure rate. But still... First-year head coach, first-year defensive coordinator. This is not going to be easy to hit the ground running. How you fall in love with the Denver Broncos is obviously the upgraded quarterback in Russell Wilson. I think they have a basketball team in the receiving core with Cortland Sutton, Tim Patrick, K.J. Hamler, and Jerry Judy, the second-year player out of Alabama. I mean, this is a very, very talented football team. Should be an offensive line that ranks top 15, top 20 in pressure rate allowed. It's the players that get you brought in, but it's some of the, the system, right, with the first-year coaches and all that stuff that has me hesitant, and the defense especially has me hesitant. I'm staying away from the win total. At minus 146 on FanDuel, you can bet them yes to make the playoffs. I don't think that's terrible value, especially because I do think they are a playoff team. Um, the, the bet I like the most, Cortland Sutton. You know, there's a lot of high expectations for another big-bodied receiver in Indianapolis, Michael Pittman Jr., the former USC standout. I think everything that you expect Pittman to be, I think you can see from Sutton this year. He's or, or, Already reports are saying that he's the number one target for Russell Wilson in minicamp. I think Sutton right now at 925 and a half, that receiving yards prop, I like the over at minus 112 on FanDuel. I think that's the bet I like if you're trying to be positive in Denver, but there are a lot of reasons to be back and forth with the players and how good they are, but also a lot of the system and the defense. Guys, I'm all over Javante Williams. All over Javante Williams. Give that man the damn football. 925 and a half is his prop. If they're smart and they realize they got themselves a stud in the backfield, he easily goes over. Assuming, of course, no injuries. The, the scariest thing with Javante, because I love Javante Williams. He's a guy I talked to in the pre-draft process. He had like a 4.5 GPA in college, knows Spanish fluently. He, he led all of the Power Five in broken tackles per touch at UNC. And last year, mm. led all of the NFL in broken tackles per touch. Like, he is a phenomenal back. The worry... Melvin Gordon. And you know everyone yeah. in Denver loves Melvin Gordon, loves his veteran presence. If they start splitting carries, as good as Javante is, I'm worried that that get prop gets there. a little bit too I high. I understand yeah. that. You could get screwed. Yeah. You know, the one thing I, I think you... The one reason why you can be like excited about this Denver Broncos team is that there's a lot of talk about point differential. And 
the Broncos were one of the teams who really underperformed their point differential. Like, I mean, more than pretty much any other team. They were 29th in Pythagorean expectations. So, I mean... I mean, in terms of differential. So they won seven games, but they underperformed by 1.9 games. And when you look at teams who tend to underperform their Pythagorean expectation, they tend to regress towards the mean the following year. So they were one. And then also they were one in five in one score games last year. And if you look and like historically teams who like performed that poorly in one score games, they damn near dumb, double their wins the following but season. They're going to go so, up. And especially when yeah. you consider Raheem, they had absolute losers at quarterback. Let's also take <laughs> that into account. Yeah. I mean, I mean, also, when you look at the fact that they're a team who had some horrible fumble luck. Look at the game against the Eagles last year. We, we speak about Melvin Gordon, who I, I don't think he should be starting at this point. But he had the fumble against the Eagles where, I mean, they're going to take the lead. Instead, they fumbled. The Eagles run it all the way back. So I just think, I mean, when you when you look at the, the Pythagorean expectation, you look at the fumble luck, you look at the one-score games, and then you add Russell, I think, to me, the best bet is Broncos make the playoffs, minus one. So we're in on Broncos make playoffs as opposed to the win total at nine and a half. We like that better. It's actually ten and a half. <laughs> so it, oh, I'm like, seeing I, it. Well, I'm looking right now. Maybe this is the New York Fanduel odds because this is where I'm at, guys. I'm uh, I'm on our wonderful sponsor. Oh, it is. It, you, you're right. It nine is nine and a half. half. With some when juice. I looked last night, it was ten. Oh wow! <laughs> what you bet the under? Did you do something? Did you move that line, Raheem? I didn't move it. It was ten and a half last night. I look. I just looked last night. It's so crazy. It was ten and a half. Um, I, I, it's been shifting so much. When I looked last night, it was ten and a half plus one thirty. Minus one fifty five for the under. So I mean, these Nine are moving and a half back and is forth. Minus one thirty five currently on Fanduel as we speak. You guys are staying away. All right, explain this to me, Raheem. I'm starting with you on this. Vegas, they're a playoff team last year. They add Devontae Adams. They add Josh McDaniels as their head coach. He's not my personal favorite, but they add Josh McDaniels. This competitive division where you got one fifty five and you got two thirty and you got. 260 for the Broncos. Why is Vegas 7-1? Because, I mean, when you look at the, 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 the Las Vegas Raiders last year, I mean, look, this was a team that overperformed their win total by three games. Like, that's huge. And we typically see a huge regression. I mean, like, that, like, that's not sustainable. They also had a negative 65-point differential last year. And then when you look at the offensive line, they probably have one of the worst offensive lines in the league. So it's just like they made the big, sexy splash when picking up um, Adams and you pick up Chandler Jones. But this is still a flawed roster with a bad offensive line and a bad secondary. And you don't want a bad secondary when you're going to have to face Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson, and Justin Herbert. It's easily it's easily a flawed roster, right? A bottom five offensive line. I'd say a bottom five secondary. I mean, it's held together by Colton Miller, that offensive line left tackle, fringe top 10 player at his position. But everyone else outside of that, I think is going to struggle. They just added the guy out of Memphis, the interior offensive lineman on day two. I don't know how much Dylan Parham is going to help improve that offensive line. And there's expectation that the rookie first rounder from 2021, Alex Leatherwood, they're going to kick him back out to tackle where he really struggled in 2021. So there's there's reason for concern on the offensive line. There's reason for concern and a hapless secondary, and they have the 30th ranked strength of schedule in terms of win totals. It's going to be a very hard year for Las Vegas Raiders to exceed expectations again. Seven and two in one score games last year. Five and one in games decided by a field goal. That is not sustainable. a lot of magic too, Austin. Let's be honest. At the end of the year, with Pit Boss Rich, 
they pulled a lot of rabbits out of the hat. And they also had the opportunity to face Drew Locke, who was absolutely terrible. Um, the Chargers basically gave them the game in, in the final game of the regular season. And here's why I'm going under on the Raiders, guys. Because, listen, I kind of teed that up for you guys. And I knew you guys, the, the quote-unquote <laughs> savants that you are, were going to have data and statistical analysis that was going to break down that, that percentage there at 250, 260, and then plus 700. I don't like the head coach. Okay, he did not do a good job in Denver. I think he's vastly overrated. I don't think he's a people person at all. And I know people are saying, oh, McDaniels now, second opportunity. It's going to make that. I think it's going to be a harsh reality and a learning curve for Vegas with a new head coach, with everything you guys detailed. I'm looking at their win total. I am absolutely playing the under for Vegas. I am in on the under for Vegas at eight and a half wins. Under. I absolutely love it. And I love I love the fact that we all agree this week. I mean, it's just like, <laughs> look, I mean, and you mentioned Josh McDaniels. When you look at Josh McDaniels' offenses without Tom Brady, and this is in the Football Outsiders Almanac, when you look at his offenses, they've I mean, they haven't been good. I mean, you look at Denver in 2009 with Kyle Orton, 18th in DVOA. 2010, Denver with Kyle Orton and, and, and Tim Tebow, 17th. 2011 in St. Louis with Sam Bradford, 32nd. So it's just without Tom Brady, I don't know if this is the genius offensive coordinator we 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 think he is. And I mean, obviously, a lot of Belichick's disciples really haven't done too well. So I agree with you, JJ. I, I don't know. I, I don't know if it's going to be as bad as the Kyle Orton Tebow year or the Bradford <laughs> year. I think Derek Carr is a lot better than that. I think the combination of Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro, Darren Waller is a lot better than that. That and I is just a know good gonna trio. Be, I mean, that's a scary yeah. trio right there. That is. And they're going to be they're going to be in a lot of negative game scripts. Like they're going to be, you know, not favored in a lot of games this season. I don't know if they'll be favored in a single divisional game. And that's going to lead, I think, to a heightened passing rate that we haven't seen in Las Vegas for a while. Factor in that they have the 29th ranked run blocking rate along that offensive line last year. I don't think they're going to be running the ball effectively, leaning into the passing game. If there's anything I'm bullish on in Las Vegas, it is that passing game. Maybe you look at a Derek Carr over 43 and a half, 4,300 and a half passing yards. Like that's something I could get interested in, but I am steering clear of any overs and you know them making the playoffs or or them going over um you know eight and a half wins i, I see i agree with you Ricard. but even i mean you mentioned how poor this offensive line is i mean he's mm -hmm. a different quarterback under pressure he's yeah. 28th and, and under pressure by pro football focuses ratings versus a clean pocket where he's 10th so mm -hmm. i mean if you get pressure on Carr, he's a different quarterback and i just think they made all the sexy splashy you know win now moves but they didn't really fortify the, yeah. I mean, the, they didn't fortify five things the way they should have. So let me remind I'm not you, high on Derek, this team Carr, at all. Derek Carr, and this is coming from a Oakland Raiders fan, season tickets for 10 years. I know better than to bet on the Raiders and be positive on the Raiders. But Derek Carr last year, where his primary receivers were freaking Zay Jones and Brian Edwards, Darren Waller was hurt for more of last year and still a very bad offensive line, passed for over 4,800 large last year. Like, no, I mean, he, he had a good year. What, and he had, had a lot of big year, moments for your team. Came up clutch in a lot of games. It's hard to argue he's going to be worse from a production yeah, standpoint, sure. right? It's hard to argue with the upgrades, obviously, they made with Devontae Adams. You have to hope Darren Waller's healthy for a 17-game season, Hunter Renfro. And I think it's important to bring up this contract situation. Yeah, in the offseason, Derek Carr signed a three-year, $121.5 million contract extension, but it's it's funny money. There's no legit long-term commitments here. After this season, they could technically keep technically cut him for about $5 million in dead cap. There's not a legit long-term commitment to Derek Carr in Las Vegas. He needs to prove it 
with his former college best friend, Fresno State legend Devontae Adams, or this team's going to start thinking about the future at the quarterback position. So I think the pressure is on for Derek Carr to throw, you know, really put it down, and there's a lot of reason he'll hit it. Fellas, if we're ranking this division, I'm going Chargers, Chiefs, Broncos, Raiders. Are we going to get unified agreement on that? I, I, I still like the Chiefs as the best team in this division. I'm not betting them at plus 155 to win the division. I don't think that's value, but I'd go Chiefs, Chargers, Broncos, Raiders. I, I, Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the NFL. I'm, I'm not getting past that. I'm going to go with the Chargers just because I, I think the Chargers do have the better defense. I think they have the better secondary. I mean, obviously, you're going to have the better pass rush with Khalil Mack um, coming over. So I'm going to give the Chargers a slight edge. Obviously, Mahomes is Mahomes. He can, he know, he can break all the rules, but I'm giving Chargers the slight edge. So I agree with you, JJ. If we're throwing in a bet to win the AFC at the Super Bowl, Austin, I'm starting with you. Anybody in this division you buying in on? Chargers plus 1600 is great value. I love that value for the Chargers. You know, Justin Herbert entering his third season. I think Brandon Staley is going to iron out a lot of the kinks in terms of when to go for it on fourth down and how aggressive to be. And they just added a lot of really good veteran talent with legit experience. Khalil Mack and JC Jackson. I think it gets underrated. Yeah, they're good football players. It gets underrated what they can do to that locker room and, and what they can do as, as, as a presence for what is admittedly a very young team, both on the sideline and on the field. Wow. So we got Chargers. Every which way here, fellas. <laughs> Remember, oh, there are certain teams that are cursed. So if the Chargers go 7-10 and 10 this year, when we're having uh, an end-of-the-year chat, maybe a cocktail or two at the Super Bowl, remember, as much as I like them in this podcast, I will remind you of my old phrase, my old <laughs> saying, friends don't let friends bet the Chargers. But we're doing it anyway. Yeah, I mean, if they, if they don't pull it off this year, then I, I think I gotta I gotta jump off the bandwagon. I mean, like, I mean, we've seen in years past in the Philip. I mean, but this is not Philip Rivers. This is Justin Herbert. And I understand I think that. But Herbert, they've, had, they've had some bad luck in the Herbert era the first two years too. Let's let's not lose sight of that. So yeah. that bad luck needs to come to an end because I have way too much invested in the LA Chargers. Let's put it that way: Super Bowl bets, winning the AFC West, win total every which way. Guys, this is a ton of fun. We have a lot more of these to do. To quote Chris Berman, we have only just begun. Austin, Raheem, we'll chat soon, fellas. This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now.